You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, The Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to The Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with The Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include North Korea fires missiles off their east coast, and the First Lady offers condolences to victims of a deadly Philly fire. Here is your national news recap for the week of January 2nd. Criminal sexual harassment charges against former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo are being dropped. Albany County District Attorney David Soares says the woman's complaints were credible, but we cannot meet our burden at trial. Cuomo was accused of inappropriately touching a female aide at the executive mansion in Albany back in December 2020 a claim he has denied. The federal government has approved Washington Governor Jay Inslee's request for a major disaster declaration following the November floods. Preliminary damage estimates found 300 homes sustained serious damage. The declaration covers Clallam, Skagit, and Whatcom counties, along with the Lumi Nation, Nooksack Indian Tribe, and Quillute Tribe. Financial and direct services will be available to help communities and property owners recover from the damage. A Texas appeals court is ruling in favor of Harris County's mask mandate. A third court of appeals panel said Thursday a lower court did not abuse its discretion by issuing a temporary injunction last year. Judges also ruled the Texas Disaster Act does not give Governor Greg Abbott absolute authority to preempt local government orders. Abbott has issued multiple executive orders banning cities and counties from establishing COVID restrictions, including face covering requirements. Students in Chicago are again being told to stay home Thursday. City leaders say they have no choice but to cancel classes for a second day as negotiations continue with the teachers' union. They voted Tuesday night to switch back to remote learning due to the COVID surge. The Oregon Secretary of State is rejecting Nicholas Kristof's filing to run for governor. The Secretary of State, Shima Fagan, says Kristof, who is a Democrat, doesn't meet the constitutional requirements to serve. Under the Oregon Constitution, a candidate for governor must have been a resident in the state for three years before the election. Kristof is a former journalist for the New York Times who grew up in Yamhill. He can appeal the decision. Fagan says the Secretary of State's office will do everything possible to help provide information if there's a legal challenge. A tip to the City of Portland's fraud hotline reported an on-duty firefighter washing his personal vehicle at a fire station and using city water. The Fire Bureau says it's an accepted practice. The City Auditor says it's a violation of city rules and has bad public perception. Firefighters work 24-hour shifts and are allowed to take time for personal activities. The Fire Bureau says it will draft a policy clarifying what is and is not personal use, including washing personal vehicles. Two Florida Sumter County commissioners are being suspended following their arrest on perjury charges. Governor Ron DeSantis signed executive orders suspending commissioners Orrin Miller and Gary Search. They're accused of lying under oath during an investigation into possible Sunshine Law violations. 
Charging documents allege Miller and Search communicated with each other outside of public meetings. A suspect is under arrest with a four-alarm fire that destroyed the Wheel Arcade building in downtown Hillsborough, Washington, last weekend. Roel Leon of Hillsborough is also charged with separate fires that damaged two vehicles and the burglary of a downtown Hillsborough business. Leon was booked into the Washington County Jail. A man is charged with murder after police found a severed head in the back of a stolen truck he was driving. The criminal, Eric Holland, was arrested on Christmas Eve. The day before, Las Vegas police tried to stop Holland in a Toyota truck, but he drove it into a garage, and shortly after, a gold Chevy Avalanche left the garage. Police followed the gold truck and arrested Holland at an apartment complex. When they searched the gold truck, they found a black plastic trash bag emitting a foul odor from the truck Holland got out of when he was taken into custody. In the bag was a severed head, and also in the car were coolers that contained two human legs and an apparent human torso. There are several big winners in Maryland from Wednesday night's massive Powerball drawing. One ticket sold in Montgomery County is worth over a million dollars after matching five of the six numbers, missing only the Powerball number. Two other tickets sold in Ann Arundel and Montgomery counties are good for $50,000 apiece. Tickets purchased in California and Wisconsin will split the more than $632 million jackpot. The Arizona Department of Health Services is reporting 10,679 new COVID cases and 16 additional deaths Thursday. That brings the amount of known infections to over 1.4 million since the pandemic started affecting Arizona over 23 months ago. The number of fatalities attributed to COVID-19 complications stands at 24,586. Pandemic hospitalizations remain elevated with 29% of inpatient beds and 36% of ICU beds in Arizona are currently being used by COVID-19 patients. Over 70% of the state's eligible population has been vaccinated with at least one dose of one of the coronavirus vaccines. Over 3.9 million Arizonans are now fully vaccinated. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. I'm Jen McGraw with your political news. Thursday, January 6th marked the one-year anniversary of the deadly insurrection at the Capitol. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris delivered remarks regarding the event. Biden called out former President Donald Trump, noting that he attempted to undo American democracy. Other political officials reported to the Capitol today to remember the attack. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi delivered remarks about how the insurrection did not defer the government nor the American people from democracy. Former Vice President Dick Cheney and his daughter, U.S. Representative Liz Cheney, were also on the House floor to show respect. Other events were held throughout the day, including a prayer vigil with members of the House as well as the Senate. President Joe Biden announced on Tuesday, January 4th, that the U.S. government will be ramping up production of the Pfizer COVID antiviral pill, doubling the U.S. order. Biden announced an order of 10 million courses of the drug late last year. The first batch of pills was delivered on Christmas Eve, and the next set of batches will be shipped in the weeks to come. Though Biden announced an additional purchase, it will take months to ramp up supply of the COVID antiviral drug. With the current COVID Omicron surge, the courses of the drug may not be available until the surge is on a decline. The drug has been shown to reduce hospitalizations and severe illness significantly, but in the meantime, the CDC will be expected to update its guidance on current health and safety guidelines, including the recommended isolation period. The Biden administration has ramped up COVID testing in response to the highly contagious Omicron variant. They opened additional free testing sites in six states, 
Maine, Maryland, Nevada, Delaware, Texas, and Washington. With the surge of the Omicron variant, these new testing sites will allow for faster and easier access to testing for the virus. The opening of these additional testing sites are important because they are able to reach a diverse set of communities, including those that might not otherwise have been able to get tested. For those not able to get out to a testing site, President Biden announced that his administration would distribute 500 million free at-home COVID-19 tests. These tests would be separate from those found on pharmacy shelves. Chief Justice John Roberts stressed the importance of the judiciary's institutional independence on Friday, December 31st, in an annual report as the Supreme Court considers some of the most important issues to date. Roberts has not directly addressed the cases in the future of Roe v. Wade, the Biden administration's vaccine mandates, as well as the expansion of gun rights. He did emphasize the need to protect the courts from what he noted inappropriate political influence. Besides reporting for the high court, Roberts is in charge of the Judicial Conference, a body that works to make policies regarding the administration of the courts and that releases a report each New Year's Eve regarding the state of the judiciary. I'm Jen McGraw, and that was your political news. This is Connor Brown with your international news for the week. Researchers are reporting the discovery of dinosaur footprints on a beach in Wales. Paleontologists at London's Natural History said the footprints date back to the Triassic period, which makes them around 200 million years old. The presence of toe impressions in the spacing between the tracks indicated to researchers that they were made by an animal. The findings could reveal more information about how dinosaurs walked and traveled in herds. The museum said the footprints will remain on the beach until the tide wears them away. It looks like North Korea fired something into the water off the east coast of the country early Wednesday morning. In a tweet, the Japanese government said the projectile might have been a ballistic missile. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida told reporters it's truly regrettable that North Korea has continued to fire missiles since last year. The individual who crossed the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea likely did it before. That's what the South Korean Defense Ministry said after the person crossed the area known as the DMZ last week. They went from South to North Korea, and the ministry added they had defected to the South prior to that. The person was detected on Saturday on the DMZ's eastern side. The world's oldest person is celebrating her 100th and 19th birthday. Kane Tanaka's family said she would like to live to reach her 120th birthday next year, further extending her record since she turned 116 in March of 2019. The Guinness World Record holder marked her birthday at a nursing home, in Fukuoka, Japan. A man who was abducted as a child is reunited with his parents thanks to a map drawn from memory. More than 30 years ago, a man from his family's village kidnapped Li Jiwang and took him to live with another family. Recent success stories of adults who were abducted finding their birth families inspired Jingwei to draw a map of his home village and post it online, where it was shared widely. After a DNA match, he and his mother met at a police station on New Year's Day. Tesla is facing criticism after opening a showroom on New Year's Eve in the western China region where the government is accused of slavery and genocide against the Uyghur Muslim minority. The president of the Alliance of American Manufacturing said any company doing business in Shigang is complicit in the cultural genocide taking place there. Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio tweeted Monday, Nationalist corporations are helping the Chinese Communist Party cover up genocide and slave labor in the region. Tesla hasn't commented on the criticism. That was your international news with Connor Brown.
and now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. Despite rising COVID cases and the call to keep schools closed, classes have resumed in Baltimore City Public Schools. School CEO Sanja Santalisa said it was important to get students back at the classrooms, citing last year's virtual learning due to COVID, failing to meet the demands of students academically, socially, and mentally. The move to reopen schools after the winter holiday break is not resting well with the teachers' union, which has called for a return to virtual learning as COVID cases continue to spike among students and staff. In the meantime, the union has launched a mask drive for public school students. From Christopher Birch at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, one of New Jersey's largest supermarket operators is increasing its footprint throughout the state. Saker ShopRites acquired seven more ShopRite stores, located in Toms River, Lacey, Berkeley, Manchester, Jackson, Waretown, and Stafford, according to the Asbury Park Press. The stores, which were previously owned by Pearl Mart Incorporated, will retain Pearl Mart's 800 employees. Saker ShopRites already owned 39 stores throughout New Jersey. There are currently over 250 ShopRite supermarkets located throughout the East Coast. City officials are coming together to help the residents displaced by the deadly duplex fire in Fairmont. Bash Martin Elementary School has been converted into the Friends and Relatives Center, which provided assistance for the family members and friends of the victims. Meanwhile, the American Red Cross immediately stepped in and provided housing assistance for the people who were forced out of their apartments. First Lady Jill Biden says her heart is with the families who lost loved ones in the tragedy. Trey Thomas has more. The First Lady tweeted that after a three-story house went up in flames Wednesday, killing eight children and four adults. The building had been converted into two apartments, but none of the smoke detectors went off. Officials say eight people on the first floor managed to escape. One child who ran out reportedly said a Christmas tree caught fire. I'm Trey Thomas. The Omicron variant is now the dominant strain of COVID-19 in Maryland. Governor Larry Hogan also says data from the University of Maryland Medical System shows that over the last 30 days, 74% of COVID patients were unvaccinated, 24% were considered fully vaccinated, and just 2% were boosted. The governor says the data highlights the urgency of getting boosted for maximum protection against Omicron. State officials have authorized booster shots for all eligible Marylanders 12 and older. From Matt Gray for NJ.com, the state attorney general's office is investigating after a South Jersey police officer shot and killed a man recently. The shooting occurred outside of a home on Burns Mill Road in Millville shortly after 9.30 p.m. when Millville police responded to a 911 call reporting an emergency at the home, according to an announcement from the attorney general's office. As officers arrived, they encountered a male outside. Officers and medical personnel provided first aid at the scene and the man was airlifted to Cooper University Hospital in Camden, where he was pronounced dead shortly before 11 p.m. Authorities did not release the man's name in the announcement or identify the officer who fired the fatal shot. The investigation is ongoing. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott has announced the city is expanding COVID testing sites while a number of city workers shift back to telework. During a recent news conference, Mayor Scott announced that the city health department has suspended all in-person activities at senior centers and will increase capacity at the Lord Baltimore Hotel, where homeless people with COVID can seek shelter and isolate themselves from others. Scott says Baltimore will expand city-sponsored testing sites in the coming days and that the city has purchased more than 200,000 at-home testing kits for distribution to residents. Additionally, the city is sending some 100,000 testing kits and 80,000 masks to the Baltimore City Public Schools to support the district's COVID-19 mitigation efforts. 
I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. I'm Karai Bennett with the Rowan News. Virtua Health and Rowan University announced the signing of an affiliation agreement to create a new academic health system and to further distinguish South Jersey as a regional hub for innovation, research, and clinical discovery. This partnership will create the Virtua Health College of Medicine and Health Sciences of Rowan University. The new college will encompass the state's only osteopathic medical school, an expanded nursing and allied health professional school, a new school of translational biomedical engineering and sciences, multiple new research institutes, and aligned clinical practices to improve patient care and train the workforce of the future. Rowan and Virtua will collaborate to bring together leading clinicians and scientists to elevate care delivery, medical innovation, and education for New Jersey. The first three research institutes will focus on cardiovascular disease, solid organ transplants, and regenerative medicine and primary care. In partnership with Rowan, Virtua also plans to expand its graduate medical education program to train the workforce of the future and support medical students' clinical rotations. Once again, I'm Cry Bennett with your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw with your news around the sports world. Roan University winter sports are moving along into 2022 and got started with men's and women's basketball. The Roan men's basketball team began the new year with an NJAC matchup against New Jersey City University on Wednesday at home in Glassboro. It was a fairly even contest with both teams shooting over 40% from the field and under 30% from the three-point line. Kate and Darley was the leading scorer for NJCU with 17 points, two assists, and a rebound. For the props, Marcellus Ross had himself another big game, scoring 27 points while recording two assists and eight rebounds. The props were ultimately able to come away with a five-point victory, winning 89-84 for their 11th win on the season. As mentioned previously, Ross continued his streak of big games with 27 points, and for the week ending in January 3rd, he was named NJAC Player of the Week after winning MVP in the Doc Green Tournament, where he averaged 23 points per game. The Pros will continue NJAC play today in Glassboro at 3 p.m. against Rutgers Newark. As for the Roman women's basketball team, the Pros were supposed to take on NJCU as well that day on Wednesday before the men's game in Glassboro. Unfortunately, the game was forfeited due to NJCU having too many players in the COVID-19 health and safety protocols. It is unclear if the game will be rescheduled for later in the season. However, the women's basketball team will take on Rutgers Newark today at 1 p.m. The Pros are coming into today's game at 7-5 on the season and are on a two-game winning streak after winning twice in the Cabrini Classic. Rutgers Newark is coming into this game at 3-7 on the year. Moving along to some preseason news regarding the Rowan men's baseball team, the Pros will open up the season on March 1st at Swarthmore College. Heading into the season, the team is ranked 16th in the nation in collegiate baseball's Division Three preseason poll. Last year, the Profs baseball team won the NJAC championship and made it all the way to the Division Three World Series. The Profs will return some key players from that team, including outfielder Ryan Murphy and pitcher Eli Tia, to name a few. As for the Division I level of college sports and football, the national championship has been set after the Alabama Crimson Tide 
and Georgia Bulldogs both won their college football playoff games. The SEC rivals will meet for the second time this year on Monday night at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Alabama won the first matchup during the SEC championship game. Moving along to professional sports and the National Football League, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown made headlines during a Week 17 game against the New York Jets on the road. Brown was seen taking his jersey and pads off and leaving the field in the middle of the game. He then released a series of tweets following the game and claimed he was forced to play injured while his head coach made him play. Brown was ultimately released by the Tampa Bay organization. With that, I'm Nick Earnshaw your news around the sports world right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Megan Steckler with your Roan Report business update. Deere and Company is unveiling a fully autonomous tractor and it's on display at the Consumer and Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Deere officials say a farmer will be able to monitor the tractor with a mobile device. The fully automated tractor will be available to farmers later this year. Sports apparel retailer Fanatics is acquiring Topps trading cards. Terms of the deal have not been disclosed, but industry sources say the deal is worth around half a billion dollars. The deal includes the Topps name and and its sports and entertainment division. Last year, Fanatics secured trading card licenses for the NFL Players Association and NBA. The Postal Service is requiring a temporary exemption from President Biden's vaccine or testing mandate for federal workers. Deputy Postmaker General Douglas Tolino made the request in a letter Tuesday, saying enforcement beginning next Monday would result in the loss of many employees. Tolino said the Postal Service would lose workers either through discipline or because they'd quit. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, has said it won't issue citations until February 9th as long as an employer is making good faith efforts to comply. Nike is suing Lululemon for patent infringement over at-home mirrored fitness device and related apps. The footwear company argued it filed a patent application in 1984 for a device that records a user's fitness stats. It has also since launched popular mobile apps like Nike Run Club and Nike Training Club. Nike said Lululemon also infringes on copyright by selling the Mirror Fitness device. Lululemon purchased Mirror for $500 million in 2020 amid soaring popularity of at-home workout solutions during the COVID pandemic. The leggings maker initially dismissed the lawsuit when Nike sent a warning in November of 2021. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. Betty White will be remembered at a private funeral service. White's agent and close friend Jeff Witches told People a private ceremony is still being planned. Television icon died on New Year's Eve at the age of 99, which us encouraged those who do want to do something in her honor to donate to a local animal charity of their choosing. The 2022 Grammy Awards show is being postponed due to concerns of surging COVID-19 cases. In a joint statement from the Recording Academy and CBS, officials said the postponement comes after careful consideration and analysis with city and state officials, as well as health experts. CBS and the Academy cite the uncertainly related to the Omicron variant and hosting the show on January 31st contains too many risks. A future date will be announced soon. A judge is dismissing a lawsuit filed by the former cover model of Nirvana's 1991 Nevermind album. Nirvana baby Spencer Eldon claimed the photograph of him as a naked infant constituted child pornography. He accused the band members, the photographer, the graphic artist, and the record label of exploitation. In a December 23rd hearing, Nirvana's lawyers pointed out that Eldon had recreated the album cover several times as an adult to profit off the fame. 
They also argued that his claim had no merit since the status of limitations had expired on the charges he was seeking. Jeopardy! champion and Oakland resident Amy Schneider is revealing on Twitter she was robbed at gunpoint on Sunday. According to authorities, two people robbed Schneider just after 3 p.m. in the 200 block of Lenox Avenue in Oakland's Adams Point neighborhood. Schneider tweeted on Monday, I'm fine, but claims the robbers took her phone, credit cards, and ID, also adding that she couldn't really sleep last night. Schneider has gained recent recognition of winning 24 games on Jeopardy, placing fourth highest among all contestants and being the first transgender woman to become champion. This year's Golden Globe ceremony will look a lot different. On Tuesday, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced the event will have no live audience, no red carpet, and no media presence. The 79th Annual Golden Globes Awards are set to take place this Sunday at the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Beverly Hills. The award show will also not air on NBC this year. The network cut ties with the award show for its lack of representation last year. Seth Meyers is the latest member of the NBC late-night comedy team to test positive for COVID. Myers revealed his diagnosis on Twitter. However, he said he feels good and he has a shout-out to the coronavirus vaccines and booster. This week's show of Late Night with Seth Meyers are now canceled as a result of the positive test. A case of mistaken identity is turning into much more for Jason Derulo. The singer was involved in an altercation early Tuesday morning in Las Vegas after being called usher by two people outside of the area resort and casino. Derulo committed a battery against two individuals, according to police, with the men not wanting to press charges. After being called Usher and being cursed at by one man, Derulo punched him in the face before slapping a second man. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.